Welcome to Yoka's Joyful Journey, a multi-potential journey to creative clarity. I'm your host, Yoka Wijn, and we'll be talking to amazing creative people about various topics like multi-potentialism, having many ideas, and shiny objects. You can stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following me on Instagram at the underscore green underscore nick. We're talking with Aurélie Maron. And <laughs> that was um, perfect pronunciation. Love oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Cool. <laughs> so we're talking today about well, Aurélie Maron and your creative journey. Um, Aurélie, tell me, uh, who are you? What, do you? what is it that you do? Why do you do what you do? <laughs> Sure. So um, my name is, like you said, Aurelie Maron. You say it with the perfect accent. Oh, <laughs> French accent. Um, so yeah, I'm French. I was born in New Caledonia and I live in Australia. So here in Australia, everybody calls me Aurelie. And yeah, I'm a lettering artist. So I'm guessing that's why you got me on the podcast. I have been doing lettering as long as I can remember forever pretty much I've always loved drawing and drawing letters in particular and when I went to uni I decided to study graphic design which I have been doing for nearly 10 years I think but recently I kind of started focusing more on hand lettering and typography and really changing the focus on my of my business to hand lettering in particular, and teaching online more than anything. And yeah, but I still do graphic design. So I'm a bit of a multitasking person. <laughs> I do everything. Yeah, I'm basically a lettering artist slash graphic designer. <laughs> right. Awesome. That's so cool. So what is the thing about hand lettering that draws your attention? Why do you like it so much? I think it's because you can express so much with hand lettering. It, I think not only you just like, you're writing the word, so it has the meaning of the word, but then the way you write it, the lettering your style you're using, the typeface you're using has its own personality and therefore its own message. And I think it just creates so much meaning and so many like different depths of uh, meaning in one piece. So I think that's why I'm drawn to it so much. So that's one of the reasons why I think it's so fascinating and I think it's never going to end. Like there's always going to be new style coming out and people trying out new, new effects, new, new typefaces in, in new styles. And that's what I love so much about it. Right. And yeah. Yeah. That's so true. That's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And your pieces are like way expressive. They're gorgeous. You always find some. So I'm, I'm like always amazed with your pieces. So, yeah. <laughs> so, but how did you start? You said you were in graphic design and then you found out like hand lettering is more your thing. Is that what you've been drawing since you, well, for a bit, yeah. maybe? <laughs> yes. So when I was younger, obviously I used to love drawing. I was always, I would say I'm creative person so I was always drawing I was always attracted to magazines and logos and things like that and even before I even knew what it was or that it was an actual job I would 
like kind of rehang logos and uh, write my name so many times. And I was always drawing pretty much. So my uncle, he's a graphic designer as well. And I was always inspired by what he was doing as well. I was like, oh, this is very interesting, very cool. You can be creative and make money out of it. So I was like, I have to study graphic design, which is what I did. And I have been doing it since I graduated in 2012. So that's when I got my first job, worked at an agency for about two years or a year and a half, not even. And then I decided to work on my own. So go freelance and work for myself because nine to five has never been really what I wanted to do. It's not my thing. I also really wanted to work for myself and work on project that I wanted to work on. I also was kind of asked to do lettering uh, right. in your way. So it's like, oh, maybe I should try to do that on my own. And so even if it's more work, I'm ready to take the leap and try and do that by myself, which, which it was. It was more work than, <laughs> than I think working on five, but I had more freedom. I right. can I was working on my own terms, which is what a lot of people want. And yeah, that's when I discovered really hand lettering. That was when I was at uni. I had Dominique Fallas as one of my teachers. She was teaching graphic design and typography as well. And I discovered typography. I discovered Shulk typography in 2012 or 11. So that was a long time ago <laughs> before it was cool, before it was all over the internet. I started doing a bit of chalk because it was part of an assignment that we had to do. So we had to illustrate a quote on Blackboard and that went kind of viral for the time. I got so many like messages and emails. That was very strange. I was like, cool. oh, I'm just, it's just <laughs> an assignment. Uh, but anyway, that was, I guess, the, the beginning of my lettering career, if I can call it like that. I yes you can <laughs> great but yeah that was the beginning of everything I started doing more and people would ask me to do more short lettering of course and I really got sick of it to be honest because oh, right. I didn't identify as a chalk artist it was a uni assignment at the end of the day I loved it but it was just a uni assignment that wasn't all I could do so then I tried to do a bit more logo designs, trying to focus on hand custom logo types, things right. like that. I would hand letter all of my logos instead of using an existing typeface. And I obviously had, because I was working for myself, I was trying to do everything. I was trying to say yes to everyone just to make extra income. So I started kind of doing less typography and hand lettering. I was less focused on that and was just trying to do as much um, graphic design work as I could. So I ended up doing nightclub posters and menus and all the things <laughs> to make extra income. And that took so much time. And mm. I've said it a lot in my, my courses and online, but I felt like I was doing more work but I wasn't getting paid more because as you know, clients, they want everything done very fast, very cheap yeah. and they want everything done yesterday. <laughs> and because you don't want to lose the client, you, I bet personally it was my mistake. I was doing it and I was always saying yes, trying to be nice. But at the end of the day, I was working more for them and not earning more. So that was not so good. And that's when the pandemic happened and that put all of that on hold so that was 
kind of a good thing in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, it was very scary when it happened because I had no no work to do. And yeah. I had this idea in the back of my mind for a very long time to, you probably know, do digital products and also start online teaching and really focus more on hand lettering and typography and the thing I loved from the very beginning and that I had put aside. Awesome. So, yeah, I had lots of free time in front of me. <laughs> so that's what I, I did. I started my first online course and I started posting a lot of work online. So all of my hand lettering work, all of my designs, all of that, I started posting more, 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 more. And of course, as you do, it just keeps growing and you get more and more followers and more people buy your stuff. And it's just how it all got started. It's just how it got started and how it's growing and like... It's it's going really well, if I can tell by all the... I see so many things of you for it. Passing out like, oh, that is so cool. And another course, and this is amazing. So do you have like a certain routine that you do when you create? Do you... I don't know. For me, for example, I sit on the sofa a lot <laughs> when I create. I, I love it. It's like I have a pillow underneath and I just I just draw and I do whatever. Do you have like that too or... So for creating, I have a very specific way of doing it. Now that I think about it, I actually give myself lots of restrictions because I'm the kind of person who's got a lot of ideas and a lot of things that I wish I could do and that I do and I want to get done. So I have so many ideas. Like, for example, I know I want to create an artwork that is like a retro inspired something and then I want to create something like a new typeface or I want to create a new artwork for prints or whatever. Whatever yeah. it can be. I, I, I have so many ideas. So <laughs> my way of kind of getting to get started on on an idea and actually do it, I actually write them down. So that's the first okay. step to my creative process. I always write down all of my ideas. Even if they're really silly or it's even if they're really simple. And I got into the habit of writing down not only the ideas I have, but also all of my to-do lists, all of the tiny little things I have to do. If it even if it's just like resize an image on a website or something like that, I write down absolutely everything. So that kind of gives me more like <laughs> space in my brain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I have all of my ideas written down on paper, I can select the one that I want to work on first and that I think is the most important right now or the one that I want to work the most on, like my favorite one pretty much. Yeah. And then with the, uh, that idea in mind, I start writing all the things that I want to achieve with that project. So let's oh, say wow. I want to create, like for example, let's take the example of my live tutorial that's happening next weekend so i had this idea of creating an artwork for that and in order to make that artwork happen i didn't just sit there thinking okay what could i what could could i create today so i actually instead gave myself restriction and i even have that paper it's funny because i was talking about it yesterday with my sister we worked together and she's like you should share more of your process because that's very interesting people don't know exactly how to um, achieve all of the steps and I actually write down on a piece of paper, I just write down all of my ideas, even if it's just words, 
Mm-hmm. Even if it's terrible, it doesn't look great, or I'm not going to end up using it, I just write down everything that's in my brain. And I kind of give myself, like I said, restrictions. So I knew I wanted to do something nostalgic that had like a space theme to it. I knew I wanted to do planets. I knew I wanted to use purple and orange because that's colors of like creativity and things like that. So I knew all of that. I also knew I wanted to use a word that was related to space. So I used the word, the quote, far out because I thought that was kind of a cool pun. And I knew I wanted to use two type of letterings, one script and one block letter, sans serifs. And I knew I wanted to create that chrome effect and that neon sign effect. So I could teach that in the course. So as you can see, I'm just like, uh, yeah, I'm adding more restriction and almost like things to do, things to achieve with that one project. And when you get started, when you get started creating, you already know what you're doing. So you're, you already have somewhere to start, like a starting point. Whereas if you're there, you have a blank page and you're like, oh, today I want to create something awesome so that I can share on Instagram. It's not going to happen. It it can, but it's going to be extremely difficult and, and scary. And you might get stuck (laughs) and like thinking back and forth, oh, maybe I could do this like that or like that. And that used to be me a while ago. I would spend so much time on one lettering changing my mind, like make, changing the font and changing the colors and then changing the textures. And I would say yeah. going back and forth in progress, <laughs> adding a bit more of this, adding a bit more of that. Oh, so I recognize that's yeah. totally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that I do that, I can create a lot more and I know exactly where I'm going. And that step of staring at the blank page, not knowing what to do, I overcome the step every time, every single time I know I can start. And right. once you have something, once you're looking at something, it's so much easier to making progress from there and make changes and work on it. Whereas staring in the brain page is terrible. Oh, it's terrifying as well. It's yeah. like, oh, so many <laughs> options. Oh my gosh. But I yes. love how you have like a whole process of the restrictions that you say like you have so many ideas. So would you consider yourself to be a multi-passionate? I saw something on your website saying I'm a multi-passionate lettering artist. So I take it yes. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Do you have any other passions besides lettering or where does your multi-passionate explore? How how does it uh, show itself? Yeah, so I definitely have multiple passions. (laughs) Passion, <laughs> lettering for sure, and everything related to design. But I'm also a pole dancer, so I do pole dancing so cool. a lot. <laughs> and so <laughs> I train probably four or five times a week, and wow. I'm obsessed with it. So it's kind of good because it kind of gives me a good balance in um, my day to day work. Yeah. So in the morning, in the day during the day, I design, I work, and then. After work, I train. So I sit all day on my computer and then I can find train and be upside down. <laughs> I am so cool. <laughs> be upside down. I, yeah. Oh, wow. We love multiple things and there's multiple things that I get passionate about. And I think, yeah, that, that really does probably influence my work and the way I work. I'm a very, like, I have a very strict routine. Right. And I work a lot and I think and I'm quite disciplined. That's the word I was looking for. Okay. So, <laughs> because of my work and my training, 
I, I'm quite disciplined in both of them. So I don't know which one helps with which, but <laughs> and then I probably both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So have you ever had like, oh my gosh, I'm running out of time. You're very disciplined, which is amazing. If I look at my own brain, it goes from left, right, front, center, all the way. And I'm like, oh, and I don't have time to do it all. But then you have the routine of picking your ideas. So does that help? Do you have any tips on how to be so disciplined? A lot of people ask me, yeah, they're like, how do you get so motivated? How do you... Why are you so disciplined? Because I work a lot. I work yeah. pretty like all the time. <laughs> when your job is your passion, you work all the time. And that is true. With Clomet as well, I'm very disciplined with my training. There's like, I never miss a training session unless I'm feeling sick or <laughs> my body is telling me, no, you need to rest. But otherwise, I'm always there, always training and always working. And it's a question I get a lot. And I'm not sure about the answer, but for me, I think... <laughs> because I'm so passionate about what I do that I don't want to miss it. Like I love it so much. So I think if you really want to be able to do something consistently, you have to love what you do. And that's um, if people, they can't go to the gym every day and they really try to, they probably can't go because they don't like it. Whereas if people, when people love going to the gym, they go all the time and it's not even a, a question. Like you don't even question it. You you just go, it's a non-negotiable. And yeah, same for me. Like I wake up in the morning, I work from home, I go straight into my studio and I go and start work and it never feels like a core. And um, oh, I, even on Monday, like Monday is my favorite day. I'm so excited for the new week. But yeah, I think the way to get motivated is to find something that you love doing or have a specific goal in mind. Because of course, now I'm doing hand lettering, I'm doing something I love and all of that. But when I started, I was an, I was unable to do just that. And I had to do obviously a lot of work that I didn't want to do. I had to, there was days when I didn't want to work. <laughs> so yeah, meaning there's days when you don't feel like training, but you still go and the way to overcome that, I think, is to have a, a strong goal, something that you really want to achieve with um, your work, your training, or whatever it is, it is that you do. And for me, that's that. Like, I have this this goal in my head, and I love it so much that, yeah, like, I would never... I feel bad if I don't work. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh. <laughs> so, so you have this big goal in your mind is what, what is so what is your big, scary, hairy goal? I love that. Like big, scary, hairy. What is it? I have plenty of goals. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but technically I would love to be able to be completely independent financially and really have the ability to sell my stuff without having to do much work and right. have more time, to be honest. And also, like, I have those, like, more specific goals where I wish that one day maybe I would be designing, like, for, for a movie or something like that. Like, but, <laughs> my dream, but to be honest, like, I'm not really working towards it specifically, which I should, but still, all the things I do could potentially lead to that one day. But that's always been, like, one of the big dreams, you know, like, having your in the credits at the end of the movie. Amazing, yeah. <laughs> I'm the terrible. So that's why I'm like, hire me. Yeah. So the universe heard you. <laughs> you put it out there now. That's amazing. <laughs> and pay me. 
and I can do. <laughs> yeah, so cool. So you you never know, right? So that's those are amazing goals. And I really hope one day to see a movie with your credits. Like, ah, that's me. So we've been talking about creative community a while back. What would you say is a creative community? Do you think it's arts or craft or profession related, or is it just just any? I don't know. <laughs> what what would what like, you think? Yeah, what is it? People just like a group of friends, to be honest. Friends right. that are interested in the same thing as you and do the same thing as you do. Because yeah, same with pole dancing. Like I don't think the people that I've met through pole fitness are my community. I feel I, for me they're my friends, and I feel like the same with lettering because I teach at the university as well. So I meet a lot of new designers, and I have lots of designers that I've met through teaching them that I've, I'm still friends with. But yeah, that's the community, I suppose. And even on Instagram, like you, like you're, you're now you're my friends. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like your the design community is almost just like trying to find like-minded people and really just help each other out and just share tips and tricks and share your knowledge. And yeah. for me, that's thing that I really believe in. I believe that you have to learn from as many people as possible. I don't think that you should learn just from one person. So even though in the that our design community, particularly hand lettering, which is quite a small community, a lot of us are doing the same thing but we're all doing it in a different and unique way so i feel yeah. like if someone is taking class with another hand lettering artist doesn't mean that they wouldn't want to take a hand lettering class with me um exactly. and etc so i feel like yeah this is, for me that's what a design community is it's about making friends sharing as much as possible and just yeah helping each other out as well oh i, I love this and i totally agree so where would people find you in this creative community? So I think the best way to chat with me and find me is on Instagram. Always on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, always reply to everyone as well. So every time I get a question or a message, a DM, I always, always, always reply and try and be yeah. as precise as possible. And yeah, I think that's how you get started building a small audience that loves your work and like creating your own community of people that love what you do and ask you questions. I think that's also something that I teach in my course, Digital Product Secrets, that every time you get someone asking you a question, every time someone is interested in what you do, you should take that into consideration and take some notes and really make sure that you not only just reply, but keep those questions for future content. So every time I get a question, like, for example, how do you do this highlight effect or whatever, then I just write that question down and keep that in the back of my mind just for maybe a future tutorial or something like that. Yeah. Um, so that's something that I always recommend to do because the feedback you get from your community, all the comments, all the likes and all that, that's you getting the right feedback on your right. work, like, you yeah. know what works, you know what, what people don't understand, what people want to know. And that's how you create content by just listening to what your audience is saying. So what your community is asking for and demanding and liking. So yeah, that's how I, that's where you can find me. And that's <laughs> wonderful information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's really cool that you're, you're really listening to what people 
yeah, you're in contact with and, and what they ask. And that I love that. So it's really helping each other out and exactly. growing together, actually. So you're talking about digital product secrets is your course. And you also have a nostalgia live lettering tutorial coming up so people can sign up for that. I will leave all of this in the show notes. Is there anything you would like to add, ask, or? Well, no, I think that, that was a lot of, a lot of, was, like, talk. a lot. <laughs> Very, uh, philosophical as well. No, I, like you said, I'm doing this course, Digital Product Secrets, which is all about learning how to find a product for your business, how to create it, and then how to launch it. And again, for me, it's a course where we have a little community of people and I help everyone individually because obviously everyone is about going to create different products and different things and have different challenges, things that they know how to do and don't. So in this course, if, you, uh, if anyone wants to check it out, uh, like I said, you'll leave the link in the <laughs> description. Yes. I'll yeah, everything on my website as well, on my Instagram. Yeah. And everything's in there. So it's a bit pretty simple to find but yeah if anyone is interested they can ask me any question I'm more than happy to help out and yes that's a wonderful product and then if you want to learn all of my secrets for hand lettering and those nostalgic style everything that people have been asking me for so many times that I've never really shared in a course so I'm going to be teaching how to add sparkles and all of that so yeah awesome we're going to do all the, like my favorite stuff and everybody oh. will be able to ask me question and get feedback. So that's so that's exciting. <laughs> so cool. All right. Thank you so much, Aurélie. It was really nice talking to you and um, we'll see each other in the community. <laughs> um, good luck with everything and see you soon. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to another episode of Yoga's Joyful Journey. Make sure to head over to the show notes for all the links and information on our guest this week. You can check it out at thegreennib.nl forward slash podcast. I can't wait for you to catch the next episode. See you then.